You're listening to the Tranquility Tribe podcast, an empowering space for all parents from conception to childhood. In this podcast, you'll explore your birth options, hear from experts in the field, learn to embrace self-indulgence, and prepare yourself for parenthood with Haiti. She's a coffee connoisseur, lover of deep belly laughs, a big-time tailgater, and your neighborhood birth junkie. From Mississippi to Massachusetts and everywhere in between, here's your host, Hee. Today's Friday Free Talk is all about certification. I'm going to be explaining what certification means, why I chose not to get certified, and how the TBH way came to be. So what is certification? This is something that irks me so much. It is a long time frustration that I have with this what, you know, are you certified question. Because when I, and this is something I've known about before, before I even trained as a doula, because when I began to look into being a doula, I understood that there was no governing body. And that's kind of the thing. You will find that this piece pops up several times for me. Um, throughout this journey. So I'll set the stage for you. There are several certifying organizations out there. These are organizations that train doulas, essentially. They hold trainings, and then each of them have their own requirements. And some of them have prereqs that you would need to complete before you attended the training. Some of them have things after the training. Some of them are very in-depth. So you have to go through, um, you know, X amount of births and X amount of postpartum hours and do, you know, write X amount of papers, um, you know, attend X amount of classes. But sometimes they're very specific and sometimes you have to pay for them and sometimes they must be within that same organization. You know, there's like... All sorts, but then on the other side of the spectrum, you have the day that you finish. Great, you can begin to practice being a doula. Um, some, some it's online, and you go at your own pace. Some are in person. Um, the bigger ones usually travel around, and they. They host trainings in different places, and that's actually how I got trained. So essentially, there is nobody telling these organizations um, what kind of requirements need to happen or prereqs need to have been done or follow-up. So, oh, I guess that's another thing is that the follow-up. So some of them you never have to recertify. Some of them are every couple years. Some of them are once a year. Um, it's just very different, you know, kind of as I'm picking it apart. It, it just resurfaces why I'm so frustrated with this. There's no standard of care, but it's not really, it's not really care. It's the standard of training, right? So as clients, you should want this for your safety. But then, then it, it does take away it takes away some of your power, so it, it will actually 
inhibit people from practicing and dueling, dueling, um, you know, so you have to, you have to weigh that, and there will be people who see both sides, but for me, there's not a certifying organization, and for that reason, plus a few others, is why I really decided not to be, um, certified. I didn't want my name tied to one particular organization if, if I could not be sure that that it was the best and there's there is no way to know which one is the best because nobody has one set of standards right that makes me very cautious and I didn't want to be tied to it for the I guess the rest of my life I would have to I would have to claim like I was tied to x organization and I don't want to do that um for any organization actually unless I know it's the best and that you know no, it just wasn't worth it for me. And so that was a big piece for, for there not to be a governing body. Um, and there's such a range of, of doulas and doula care out there and also why people became doulas. So everyone has um, a very specific but different path, um, which is also fine, but it leads to very different results, you know, without this governing body to have some sort of consistency. But other than the big certifying organizations, you do have choices such as there's a lady um, in New England who actually provides very good training. Um, I've worked with someone that she has trained, and she just trains them, and she certifies them through herself, and that's okay, and she does a very good job of it. Um, so these are the type of people you have to consider when when you're making these laws and you, you know, you kind of consider the pros and cons of each. These are the people that are impacted, so not just the big certifying organization or those people who have chosen to, to certify with them, but also, you know, the local people right here in your hometown because that's who I am now, right? I am that small person in your hometown, that local gal that who who didn't certify with one of those organizations so I understand both both sides of of that spectrum and you know I I provide exceptional care and I would be affected by this so I chose not to to certify because there's not a governing body but also because the the weekend course was was a pretty small piece of the training for me because, well, not the training, but the overall picture to the big, the big approach here, um, because being a doula is just a piece of what I do, and, you know, Tranquility by Hehe isn't just a doula service, you know, it's a multifaceted approach. It's a way to give birth, a specific, intentional mindful approach um and it's really really unique because of the path that that I chose to get here um so that's the second piece of why I didn't why I didn't go through with certification um and then the third piece is the investments so when I took my training I was encouraged to do my first few births for free um which 
my goodness, to do the the care that I wanted, I set out to do from the very beginning, it takes a lot of hours. Um, I spend I spend a lot of time with my clients, and that has been from the very beginning. So I was I was essentially spending so much time. There's classes that you need to attend to be certified, and I began to take those. I actually took um, maybe all of them. I'll have to look back on this checklist that they give you, but if I didn't, it's because, you know, probably because they wanted me to pay for it, and I had already had it when I when I went to school. Um, and then also you had to buy um, these, like, certifying packets and um, the checklist that I, I had mentioned. You have to buy, like, things like that. And it, it ended up being quite the investment. I mean, it can run up to a couple of thousand dollars. It really can. People will sometimes take out loans for this. And that was not something I was willing to do for, for something that was just a piece of my overall approach and that I had gotten what I needed out of the weekend course that I took. And I'll go into that. I'll go into that more. Um, so those are the three reasons that I decided not to get certified is because there's there's no governing body and you know it was just a, a piece of, of my overall approach and the investment did not match you know the pro side when I when I, I weighed the, the pros and cons. It was like whoa, the investment was huge. Um, so yeah, that's why that's why I chose not to get certified. So how the TBH way came to be is um is pretty cool and I actually just in the last probably three months or so have really stopped to appreciate how unique this path is and how um all the pieces fell into place and it, it ranges from you know breakups that happened to opportunities that I missed, to opportunities that I took that fell through, but something better came along probably because of that. It was so interesting, you know, and I made this, um, this like web and it was really, really incredible. So I'm going to step you through that. So I went to undergrad at Mississippi State University in Stark, Vegas, and it was the time of my life. I absolutely loved Mississippi State University. It was so, so much fun. And it has changed so much and it breaks my heart because I want it to stay the same as when I was there. Um, <laughs> but when I was there, I had a focus on, on autism um, because I was studying psychology. So um, in that, I got, um, you know, the typical psychology stuff, the brain, the body, human interaction, the hormones, um, basic human development and how all of that works. Um, because of my electives, it was very much child-based. So there was so much child development um, because my focus was on autism. Since my focus was on autism, I got so much exposure at a young age. So it, it really became ingrained in me almost of how to deliver sensitive news so I got to watch um I got to watch professors and <laughs> sometimes that's a really good thing and they are 
so magical with their words and they deliver things in such a way that it not only informs and educates the parents, but it really empowers them to make a decision. But then, then there are some professors out there and you all know who I'm talking about. Like you probably have a professor that you also remember, or maybe it's a high school teacher. Oh yeah. Yeah. There are some of those too who just, you know, deliver things in such a way that you look at that and say, I'm glad I was able to see that because I never want to deliver information like that. So it was really, it was amazing exposure at such a young age. And I think that's exactly what I needed to hook me, but I wasn't ready at Mississippi State University. I was still having um, a really good time in college and I wasn't, I just wasn't ready. So then I ventured um, to the University of Alabama and, ah, this is where my heart is. I love the University of Alabama so much, mainly because this is where, this is where I became an adult. It was such a fascinating um, transformation to see where I started and where I ended, and it was, it's going to make me cry. It was phenomenal. Oh, and I had the best support just all around. It was amazing. So I got my master's in human development and family studies at the University of Alabama, Roll Tide, and that came with a family life education piece, um, you know, and, and that really gave me that deeper master level dive into human development and anatomy, the female body and how the hormones work and conception and birth and the psychological studies and the human interaction and more of the infant development. Um, but in this case, these were all required. So these weren't electives. I was not taking this because, well, I was taking it because I, I enjoyed it. Obviously I was getting a master's in this, but I wasn't taking it because I chose this. This was something we all took. This was very much the curriculum. This is what it looked like. And it also added this this piece of family dynamics and the sociology and the mental health and, you know, it was just human development and family studies. It's exactly what it sounds like. It was studying the human body from, from, from top to bottom, from start to finish, oh, from life to death. And I loved every minute of it. Except the end of life is really hard, you know. So it, it's no surprise that I ended up at the very, at the very, very beginning of the spectrum. The opposite end of the end of life. Because that was too hard on me just learning about it in textbooks. Imagine how, you know, how, I don't know, strict and rigorous and professional and educational the, the language is. I couldn't imagine having it you know, in impact real lives and have to watch people do that. It was way too hard on me learning about it. It was just, I didn't enjoy it. So it doesn't surprise me that I went to the opposite end of the spectrum. So then after grad school, I moved to Boston and I spent time trying to find my place in the autism world up here because it's really huge up here. There's Oh my goodness, there is so much research in autism up here. There's so much um, money, too, in that 
field right now for research and grants and programming and just awareness and resources just it's really really incredible the autism community up here and that's really where I want it to be and here is one of those really weird times where it was really ouch like I had doors slammed in my face and I felt so hurt and really rejected from the city of Boston and it's one of those times that I look back and I think like would I be happy doing that again and I don't think I would because man birth is just it's where it's at for me so I spent my time in early intervention and working with autism kids um, children on the spectrum and I then went to childcare because I missed UA so much. I missed the university so, so much. And um, I thought if I couldn't find UA up here, then I would just find the next closest thing to it. And I spent up until very recently um, doing that. So I went from child care center um, to a university child care center. And yeah, it just still wasn't the right fit. It just was not the right fit. So while I was working in the child care centers, I also did, um, I did a, a training and it was to become a doula. And, and it was a weekend course and... Well, it was two weekend courses, so it was four days. So you went four days, two weekends, eight hours each. Um, and it was very informative. It was a review of anatomy and labor for me. Because um, remember, I learned all the mental and psychological and emotional and hormonal and physical part at UA and, like, what's happening with the family and the relationships. So very deep stuff, but it was really nice to understand um, the anatomy and the labor part. Um, from the birth aspect, not so much from that psychological, emotional, normal, hormonal um, space. Even though I had that, it was very textbook. So, so the the birth work was really phenomenal. And so, I think, I think it equipped me to understand how to support mainly the physical piece, um, the specifics to labor, as well as understanding the medical side of women's health but specifically in the birth world and also the medical pain relief so obviously that's not something I studied um in school but but that is that's something I they really dive into into these and so I felt very equipped to to support someone wholly so that was like the final piece in that um you can imagine do you imagine those big blow-up bubbles that people get into and they run around and they're like plastic bubbles. So imagine that. And you can imagine now that I have this doula training, just plug in that that little plug in there and your your bubble is, is ready. But instead of knocking people down, <laughs> instead of knocking people down, I scoop them up and they like get sucked into the bubble and they're, it's like a a safe space, a cozy space for all expected and new parents. And then, you know, when they, 
when your baby's old enough and you feel comfortable and ready, you leave, but you're then surrounded in a bubble and you do the same thing and you like suck up all these people and when they leave, everyone has bubbles and it is, I'm Oprah here, here I am, I'm Oprah, you get a bubble, you get a bubble, you get a bubble, everybody gets a bubble. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's true. So, so here's, Here's the doula training, and here I am feeling super empowered, and, you know, I was very intentional, too, with who who I chose to train with, because since I knew that the organization didn't so much matter, that anybody could say they're the best, and anybody could actually be the worst, um, you know, I wanted to look into the actual trainer, and I chose to go with someone... I'm actually here in Boston, and she is, oh, she has been doing births for ages, and she is an infinite, just, barrel of knowledge. Like, she, it just never stops. She has the answer to literally every question that you could think of, literally any question. Just ask a question, and she she knows the answer. It was really, really incredible and empowering to see her, her teach. And it reminded me so much of what I learned in grad school. Um, and it was awesome. And so I was able to connect those to the birth perspective and then the textbook perspective. And it was, I mean, it was the plug on that bubble. I'm, I'm serious. And so that is, that's the doula piece. And then the postpartum piece you know, remember, remember when I was working at MSU, so, so I, I got all of that child development because that was my passion, um, and so I was just, like, soaking that up, and then I went to UA, and I, I got to do all of that really in-depth child development stuff, um, and then also working in the infant and toddler rooms at UA, again, here in Boston, and um, just... Being in the classroom, um, two different states, two different parts of the country, two different, um, everything's different really. Just, there's just, there's so much that is different, but, you know, I've done that for, gosh, the last, holy moly, the last five years, and so, for five years I've had to follow guidelines and, and new recommendations and be up to date on the research, and that is something I will continue to do because... I think it's important, but I also enjoy it. I like to know what um, what the new recs are and the guidelines are. I like to know kind of, you know, it helps me keep a meter on how things are going. Um, if things get super crazy and out of hand, um, you know, you want parents to know, like, this is, this is specific to X, Y, Z. Um... So, yeah, I think if I were being real, I was obsessed with baby since I was a preteen, right? Like, you just need to sneak peek my Instagram to check that out. Like, honestly, there are pictures of me at five with children. But, you know, I started babysitting more than a decade ago. Gosh, that will make you feel so old. Well... I hope this helps everyone gain a better understanding of the wide range of doulas out there. I mean, this is important when looking into your birth plan because 
you need to be intentional about those people and, and what they can bring to the table and be on the lookout for a Friday free talk all about what to ask in a doula interview. I love serving you and I hope that this gives you a sense of information and resources that I have for all of you. All you have to do is ask. Shoot me an email and tell me tell me what you need. I would love to share it and I promise you're not the only one who probably has that question. Um, I'm sure there are so many parents who could benefit from this. So reach out, you know, for your support trying to conceive, to understanding what's happening to yours and your baby's body during pregnancy, preparing for birth, having your baby, transitioning to life with a newborn. I'm here to help. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. As always, find your tribe and love them hard. Did you know that you can join our online tribes? Our private Facebook group can be found by searching the Tranquility Tribe podcast on Facebook. And our Instagram tribe is Tranquility by Hehe. If you have a story you want to share with us, please reach out to us at tranquilitybyhehe at gmail.com. Until next time, villagers.